Hi, this is Orrin Williams, introducing the concept around the reimagining of Victory Gardens. Tune in, see what we have to think, and understand also that we're creating a pilot project here in Chicago in conjunction with several partners and the University of Illinois at Chicago, Chicago Partnership for Health Promotion. So stay tuned for more information about how the program is rolling out and what you can do to get involved. Thank you. Hello, Warren Williams here. On a less serious note, just generally discussing things. But right now, I just want to talk about uh, my love of gardening, particularly veggie gardening, and in particular, my love of growing green leafy vegetables. But I enjoy growing all kinds of things. And because of that, and because of my work, I've been working to create a victory gardening program and um, reimagining victory gardening. Victory gardening was something that was done during the First and Second World War by the United States and their allies. But it's an important accomplishment in that it's estimated that 40, 45, 50% or so of the food consumed by the United States and their allies during that period were produced in Victory Gardens, and I think that's significant. And I've even read or heard at some point that it is often thought that the Victory Gardening process and project contributed to the United States and their allies winning the war, for all that's worth. But I hope to reimagine Victory Gardening. And so what are we looking to gain victory over? And from my perspective, it's a few things, including the disconnection from Mother Nature and the planet, disconnection from our food, uh, many of the things that ail, in particular, the black community and the BIPOC community, such as, um, you know, things like the social determinants of health, where here in Chicago and one of the communities that I do get to work in and that uh, my formative years were spent, the Inglewood community here on the South Side, where the life expectancy is 60 years old. And when I look at some of the life expectancies of places around the planet that many places thought to be less developed or, or described as less developed that have longer lifespans than Inglewood. And even in the community I live in, which is only a few miles away, a few minutes away, actually, um, my particular zip code, I think the last time I looked, and I don't remember, and I'm sorry if I'm incorrect, but the, the lifespan in my zip code is, is even uh, longer than in Inglewood, about 73, 74 years or so. But contrast that with the life expectancy of a community just about nine miles away from Inglewood called Streeterville, where the life expectancy is 90 years old. So the lifespan gap is 30 years in Chicago. And a study done by New York University, and I don't remember the department, but I'm sure you can look it up. That is the largest lifespan gap anywhere in in the United States. And it's attributed to what people call segregation. And 
Segregation, integration, I don't care about that. I care about the quality of life people can live in their communities and all of the the impacts with racism being one of the leading public health crises that contributes to that 30-year lifespan gap and that life expectancy of 60 years in communities like Inglewood. Even in my community, the lifespan, 73 or 74 years, there's still a 17-year gap. I don't really care who lives next to me. I never really got into integration, segregation, any of that. I just think people have the right, the human right, to have you know decent housing, affordable housing, uh, access to decent food, access to education, to have a, a health care system, not a sick care system. Why are people denied? I mean, you can look at things like medical apartheid and all kind of research that indicates that people that have a darker skin tone or conceived or perceived to be BIPOC, people of color, indigenous people of color, black folk, you know, we, we don't get the standard of care that the so-called whites are entitled to. So we want to proclaim victory over that. One way to do that is to embrace a cultural trend that takes us back to the land. And even if it's your backyard, our, our vision for victory gardening is rooted in backyards. And we have tons of and acres and acres, I guess, not tons, but acres of backyard um, in a place like Chicago. Unfortunately, like most places in the United States, you know, our backyards are occupied by the third leading monocultural crop in the country behind things like corn and soybean, and that's lawns or, or grass, right? Taking some of that space, learning how to grow food, and in our situation, the, the Victory Gardening Program that we are collaborating with others on and, and creating is rooted in container vegetable gardening, and specifically a program we're calling Grow Your Groceries. And so the framework for that or the, 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 the main growing container is fabric grow bags, but people have food grade containers of any sort. We encourage them to use them as well. We discourage in-ground growing in Chicago in particular. Some places you're able to do that. But the community I live in and the city in general was one of the major sites for the manufacturing and industrial complex that was found in the United States. And we know about deindustrialization and what's occurred with that and the loss of jobs and the decline in many communities on the south and west sides, in particular Chicago and the black community. But um, so because of that, plenty of unhealthy things, heavy metals, lead and chromium, all kinds of stuff, were deposited in the soils. In addition to that, the soil, because of compaction and uh, lawns and those sorts of things and just no practices that help to uh, maintain soil quality and soil health. We don't we don't d- encourage people growing directly in ground without going through a regimen of testing. And we provide information for those folks that would like to see if um, their uh, yards are suitable for growing. But so again, our main focus is grow bags, and so we teach people how to use those to to grow a variety of things. But our, also, our Victory Garden project integrates other kinds of gardening techniques and, and thoughts, such as kitchen gardening. So, you know, you take 
your grow bags and you create your form of victory gardening that is suitable for where you live. Uh, and it can happen on the back porch. We've seen people do some wonderful things on this, on their front stoop or their backyard or back porch or front porch or whatever the case may be. So, you know, wherever you can do that in those containers, that's a, a, a great thing. So uh, what that creates also is really hyper-local uh, opportunity to produce food. But also we try to teach people and we're trying to research and learn how to extend the growing season here using, you know, different strategies. Like currently we're using row cover cloth to sustain the length of time that we can grow, particularly our hardy, cool weather crops, which are things like kales and collards and, and broccoli and those kinds of things. So I won't belabor that at this point. We'll get into more of that in future uh, broadcasts and podcasts, particularly with different partners we have here in Chicago that are fantastic gardeners and urban farmers. And our colleague and the person to be our co-host, Akila Martin, Dr. Akila Martin, who is a soil scientist and a great friend. So more on that later. But the third element, uh, besides just the notion of proclaiming victory over those things that ail us, and also, as we stated, things like um, uh, cro close proximity to, to your kitchen, your kitchen garden. Also, foodscaping, which is the combination of, of landscape design and um, growing food that you can eat. So three elements, container gardening, growing your groceries, one thing there. But anyway, kitchen gardening and landscape design. We want people to be able to look at their space and integrate growing food into their backyard, front yard, whatever the case may be, without raising the ire of neighbors or spouses or, or partners or whatever the case may be, or landlords. We're fortunate here that our landlord is actually family, so and also a family member who is a superb gardener, whether it's ornamentals or after taking up container vegetable gardening. She does a fabulous job of growing um, produce and as well as having a spectacular landscape. So I, I think I heard somewhere recently the goal is to plant the seed and see what happens. So we want to plant the seed and our project to roll out in 2021. And we're fortunate to have part Stein Learning Garden at St. Sabina, uh, organizations like Big Green, Grow Greater Inglewood, Growing Home, uh, Urban Growers Collective, uh, Sisters in the Village. You know, it's just, I hope I didn't leave anybody out at some time. I don't want to name names, but I'm not intentionally leaving people out, but just giving you an idea of the spirit and, and prospects that exist in Chicago with all these people and not turning away from urban farming, but trying to set a path for people to not just be thought of or thinking of themselves as just consumers, but also being uh, consumer producers. We also think it's important to get people's that are interested, and hopefully we'll encourage many, many more people to be interested in gardening, but also as a way to heal from the... Uh, crime that was uh, the enslavement of, of, of African-descended people uh, and also the crime of exploiting uh, Brown and other folks 
uh, in the agricultural sector. And I use agriculture and farming and make a contrast. So we want people to heal from the notion that growing your own food and being about the business of feeding yourself, things that are good for you uh, are something that are related to or come out of a slavery experience. It does not. As Leah Penniman from Sofi Farm and the author of the book, Farming While Black, says, the land was the scene of the crime. It was not the perpetrator of the crime. So, And also, you know, remembering some of the history and culture of, of our folks, particularly uh, our women folk that had the foresight and the wisdom to braid seeds and, and things into their hair as they made the journey across the Atlantic uh, from the door of no return to uh, what is now the United States and not denigrating what we had to do and they had to do in terms of, of feeding us. So paying honor and homage to those folks, those ancestors that made it possible for us to survive. But now we don't want to just survive. We want to thrive. And we want to return to our connection to Mother Earth and Father Sky and this wonderful assets that we've been given, uh, soil, water, just the dance of life. So more to come in terms of our project and uh, more to come from our partners and more to come from the wealth of people here in Chicago and elsewhere that are, are gardening and farming and uh, trying to change the trajectory of who we are as a people and encourage us to live our best lives and be as healthy as we can be. Food is indeed medicine. And I think it was somebody, uh, let's see, I think it was Dr. Zach Bush who uh, said that farmers are really in a regenerative system that practices stewardship and takes care of the plants and the soil and takes care of the people who will be consuming the food are really the main line of healers. It's not doctors. It's our farmers and ourselves. We are our own healers through our own actions and activities. So let's get to, to gardening and farming and protecting our soil and producing things in a way that are regenerative and harmonious with the environment, Mother Earth, other creatures. It's all one thing. It's the oneness of all things. We're interbeings. Let's live that through our gardening and farming and food consumption. More on this later. Here we are getting started. It's December of 2020, and we will be launching a podcast, have at least one segment per month, giving people opportunity to engage in things that they need to do during that particular month throughout the season and throughout 2021. So please join us for our educational series around farming and gardening. And also, uh, we'll note real quick that most of it is specific to um, Chicago and the Chicago metropolitan area, but pay attention to what goes on in your part of the world, whatever climatic zone you're in or heart in the zone that you're in. Things are a bit different wherever you are. Some some people have longer growing seasons or shorter growing seasons, or some are more uh, arid and some are more humid or whatever the case may be. So all those factors matter. But the main thing, the essence is that we need the folks to get out there and get growing and getting 
your hands dirty and, you know, eating better and eating stuff that you're producing as well as uh, the things that uh, you can you can purchase. Uh, and, and also, you know, I'll close with this too. Consider the fact that growing some of your food, but also collaborating with other folks, you know, in terms of, of growing and caring for the earth and all of that, puts you in a community where you share things and you have access to food. And, and for at least certain periods of the year, um, you get to save some money on your food, which is another motivating factor for us to do the work that we do. Oftentimes people say, oh, I can't afford to eat right. I can't afford to eat well. I can't afford vegetables, whatever the case may be. But growing some will help with that uh, economic factor, uh, if you will, and help you to save some money. Beyond that, also just knowing food and what to do. And, you know, also we collaborate with colleagues and people we know, various chefs and nutrition educators and cooking teachers and educators, because we want people to not only grow it, but eat it and cook it and share it and all of that. So again, 2021 is upon us. Look forward to it. 2020 has been rough on everybody, pandemic and all kinds of other things. So looking forward to 2021, uh, getting you ready for the season, putting you in a position to do outreach to get the information you need. Signing off for now, Warren Williams here. Center for Urban Transformation. Peace.